0: All right, so we're back, episode three. This week, we're going to do consciousness and reality, so just diving straight into a big topic. Mm-hmm. So, let's just start with an easy
1: question. Dougie, what is consciousness? Mate, that's the easiest question I'm going to answer all week. Nah, so um, consciousness kind of relates to a few of the topics we talked about last week with the sensation and perception and cognition. Um, it's actually quite a debated topic on what consciousness actually is and how you define it and what has consciousness, for example, like do animals have consciousness? Do insects have consciousness? because they they can perceive and they can interpret information that's coming to them in the world through their senses and act on them and learn and do all the things that defines consciousness. but are they conscious? Mm.
0: It's very similar to like like you said what we were saying last week about the jellyfish, like with that perception mm-hmm. um, is that is there a layer of consciousness that goes through and makes those decisions that So we have here the hierarchy of consciousness, sensation, perception, obviously what we spoke of last week, cognition, which is like the processing of that perception. Exactly. And then consciousness as the layer above that, and then followed that by intelligence. But let's not get
1: into that one yet. So when we're talking about that hierarchy, my question is, is there layers after intelligence that we can't perceive, that we're not aware of? But we'll just preface that. Just a little question to keep in mind as we talk about it. For our 40 minute episode, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think it'll be cool to talk about um, some stuff like the brain simulations, the AI, um, a few of those different things. So maybe do you want to tell us about um, AI, maybe, and how consciousness can relate to that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think like the thing about AI is it conscious? Is Is it like when you have a neural network and you have your intermediate layers in between your inputs and your outputs mm-hmm. is it developing some sort of internal model that it can reason about or is it just following a pattern like when you when you train a ai algorithm yep. you just you know you're strengthening nodes in the neural network yep. or the the neurons that yep. that it's modeling but is there some sort of abstract level of understanding at that point like you know you think of the the classic like um, categorization or classifier neural network of um, printed digits so you just have zero to nine mm-hmm. and you know you can put that on a grayscale grid of uh, eight by eight pixels or or maybe like 32 by 32 pixels and you 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 pass that in to your neural network and say like the second or the third layer it's it's, it's able to Reason about shapes, so or identify, you know, an edge or maybe something that's a, a little more than just an edge, like a circle. It can see that there's, um, you know, this difference between the black pixels and the white pixels, and it's yeah, identified. and what it's
1: doing is recognizing patterns. Yeah, according to a set of rules that it's been trained to yeah. follow.
0: But is that is that like uh, a primitive form of consciousness? A consciousness that it has created this like reasoning about it.
1: Mm, So I think this is kind of where the gray zone is and, and the point of different interpretation of what consciousness actually is, because I would say that that AI is just following a set of programmed rules and it's not actually conscious in the sense that it's sentient, you know, it's able to understand itself and other. Like we were saying last week, which I think is an important part of what consciousness actually is. So you think consciousness is like you can look in
0: a, look in the mirror and say that is me exactly. And yeah. there's like I think there's only a few animals that can that can do that, mm-hmm. like
1: the African grey. The African grey, yeah. Some dogs can do it. I know that there are some dogs that can't really like you can't prove that they are aware of like another and a self like when they see them their own reflection they think it's another dog and they'll like they'll act as if it's something else rather than looking at themselves um i think chimps yeah have a sense of self and other and then i can't i don't know any others
0: but i guess like with with this consciousness or or realizing oneself it's also like identifying that you have different motives or different thoughts to something else. So, when, when that dog looks in the mirror and it thinks it's looking at a different dog, it's not. it doesn't exhibit that level of understanding that, you know, this dog doesn't want the same, or it doesn't even understand the concept that there could be different wants or needs or different motivations
1: between the dog it sees in the mirror. And yeah, it's a the, it, no concept of it. He's just dog. acting mostly on instinct at that point when he sees that dog in the mirror is what i imagine is what's going on but it it may it asks you or makes you ask the question is consciousness an evolutionary tool in this in that sense of being able to identify the other or your kin is that an evolutionary tool that helps you work as a group you know and understanding what you want as an individual and what you need and then what the group wants as well
0: but when you think about like working as a group, could the lack of an individual conscious, consciousness be beneficial because mm-hmm. you're not trying to act selfishly yeah. to benefit yourself. You just you just see yourself as part of. I don't want to say
1: hive well, you mind. Could, it seems extreme. We well, could say like an ant ant colony is is that exactly? It's yeah. all these individuals that operate on a mass scale for the benefit of the hive. Um, I'd say I would say ant colonies are pretty successful, but the weird thing is that they haven't evolved beyond that yeah and is so is there some sort of fork that happens where it's like based on the group and the environment maybe it's beneficial to not have the the individualness and sentient nature
0: mm. what what would what's the difference between like an individual ant and a neuron in your brain if they're all like if if there's like a collective consciousness of the hive and mm. then there's the consciousness of an individual human yeah is uh, and it's just like a neuron in that network of
1: a conscious yeah i think so although they they interact with each other as if they're neurons but there's not one you can't say the hive operates like a brain because they're not all working together in a coordinated fashion controlled by one organism but they they are are the one they are one. Okay. The hive is one, but I don't think you could say that the hive is conscious in that sense or it's not operating like a brain in the way that um, a single organism would be. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's cool to think about though, how like all the little ants could be individual neurons and have you have like uh, an input, which might be like some water entering the hive and it can communicate that information through the hive, through all the individuals and they act As one organism to like escape or protect the queen. Well, one thing with ants as well is that they have that, you know, chemical that they leave
0: when they form a trail. So, say one scout ant goes out and it finds, you know, a sugar cube, it's going to bring back a bit of that sugar cube to the hive. And as it's walking that trail between the sugar cube and the hive, it's leaving this. uh, Pheromone? Is that the right term? I I think it might be a pheromone. But yeah, it's so it's leaving this chemical on the ground. And. It it you know, just the ant going to A and B back. It's just a it's just a faint faint chemical trail there. But the ant's like it knows there's more sugar there, so it follows that trail again and it reinforces that. And then other ants see that trail and they mm-hmm. follow it and it keeps reinforcing that yeah. trail. And you think about how neurons work in, in your brain or the neural pathways that make up like uh high level thought and thinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's because you keep training
1: those neural paths and making them stronger they become stronger and more efficient yeah yeah you see
0: the analogy between the ants and the neurons
1: yeah that's cool as and and then you could even go on to say that the ants reinforcing that pathway builds a habit loop because then they go oh i associate the chemical trail with sugar cubes or food and it's like that's that's operating just like a brain yeah that's pretty crazy but that that just means that that the
0: the ant hive has learned, the colony, sorry, the ant colony has has learned. So that collective consciousness of the ant colony has effectively learned the same way that an individual human brain learns Mm. to identify
1: Yeah, it's exactly the same as human brain learning or the AI learning in a computer. Yeah, exactly. It's just a a neural
0: network just... Damn, dude, I never thought of it like that. I didn't think about it like that till I said it. (laughs) Genius. Discoveries here on the Uh, All sorts podcast. You're watching it happen live.
1: (laughs) The audience, that's so good.
0: (laughs) I love Um, it. Yeah. So when it comes to consciousness and reality, this, this comes to perception again is that Is your, you know, that that classic um, idea of like soul So, that's that the only thing that you know is true is your own consciousness. That's the only thing you can objectively say exists because, you know, it's the whole argument that we could just be a brain in a vat, just being being fed all the inputs.
1: But couldn't that also mean that our consciousness is a result of the brain in the vat? Yeah. Well... Does that make it any less real? Uh, Does that make it less real if we're a brain in the vat? Or is well, it that's the whole thing. Like, is reality just the, just our consciousness? Mm. Just the... Because just, the whole thing is just a, con- a chemical construct in our brain. Yeah, exactly. Well, it it might as it might as well be because consciousness literally is just a chemical reaction going on yeah. in our brain and we're perceiving it. It doesn't matter if the, real, if the outside world is real or not because the result is the same. Mm-hmm. cool i'm out (laughs) (laughs) but but like one thing i think about is um
0: you know like uh the wavelengths of light and how we interpret color is that we only see you know the visible spectrum over the whole um i don't know how big like the how big the wavelength
1: yeah the spectrum of possible wave yeah like it's massive it must be infinite you know um it's not in no nah, oh I or mean, like to the plank length. We've or measured it. Yeah, we've measured it. It goes all the way from to the bottom. It's like radio. I can't remember, but, but uh, it's but quite. It's, a, it's like, a massive spectrum, and we only see a small part of it. But it's just like a, it's just a, a sine
0: wave, like you know how the photons move around, yeah. and it's like the 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 period between like when it does one, um, wave, yeah, one wavelength, yeah, like that must be from being a flat of like zero amplitude yeah zero frequency yeah and then to like the Planck length would be the smallest highest frequency is it? okay
1: oh I I don't know that's like past x-ray gamma ray and everything goes to Planck length is that infinite frequency? well Planck length
0: I'm not sure what it is the Planck length yeah like the smallest measurable length in physics
1: right okay so it's extremely high frequency yeah
0: yeah. Anyway, back on topic. Mm-hmm. So the visible, spe- the the visible, visible light, the 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 visible spectrum, like that's just something that humans have developed to. Well, not just humans. Like animals have developed to see that, and like bats, for example, not bats. Sorry, like honeybees mm-hmm. can see ultraviolet light, mm. and you know there's other animals, and that helps them find different flowers and cross pollinate. I assume so. Yeah. But the thing is, like. Our reality we have all these colors in our reality we have the green screen behind us yeah that we see is green you know going back to this perception stuff we're talking yesterday mm-hmm. uh, sorry That's last sorry. week but but is this like is this just like we make up our reality of what the colors are around us based on our perception it's just it's just our reality is just a product of our consciousness we fumbled to the point, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is,
1: is reality a product of consciousness? Well, we've got... Yeah, we've constructed, like you say, our version of reality based on what we can perceive. So, it's entirely possible that there is like the true reality, we can't even perceive it. It's like this whole abundance of light and energy and even mass that we can't even perceive... That's going on around yeah. us, yeah, and we, we're, oh, like, we're, dark matter and all that, yeah, exactly. Cool, like, we stuff. could, ex- we could be like bats that are blind to the true color. Like, bats can't see in color because they just rely on sonar, yeah. Um, so they would never know about all the colors around them mm. in the same way that we maybe yeah. can't perceive everything around. And us. that's like back to the coons and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Did we touch on that last week? Um, I think we
0: did.
1: We might have briefly talked about sort of like the evolution of the eye.
0: But so you said like. I think you said the term real reality or like the... True reality. Com- the true reality. Yeah, yeah. But then if reality is a product of consciousness, is reality a completely subjective concept? I would say it is subjective. Yeah. yeah. So there couldn't be a true reality because
1: that would be an uh, objective It There would reality. be an objective perception of the, the yeah. reality, yeah. That's pretty wild to think about. Like, Like what if the universe... So, in the same way that a, a ant colony can operate as, like, a brain, what if the whole universe is a brain? And maybe it's the only thing that can perceive the true reality. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, you imagine, like, all the planets and solar systems and even universes could operate as a single neuron, would you have, a single brain.
0: Well, like, what, what is the on that scale what is the so if you think about like consciousness and we were using like neurons as like that unit yeah. of of like what facilitates consciousness in in the universe brain in the brain of the universe or yeah.
1: the universal brain universal brain what is a neuron in that at that scale it could be solar systems a solar system could act as a single neuron how how does they how do they um I'm not sure what the inputs and outputs would be. I think it's beyond what we could imagine as humans. But how do they reinforce those paths? No idea. It, like, it's on such a massive scale that I can't even imagine it. But it, it could be like it could, it could it could be like this um, trickle up effect where all of the actions and reactions that happen on like a planetary like an individual scale so everything from the individual ants up to cities to planets solar systems all of their actions somehow operate as a huge colony that that produces neural networks on a universal scale and then you've just got this mega brain that is the whole universe well if the universe
0: is a simulation maybe the whole point is to solve For something, maybe it's a simulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the (laughs) whole
1: guide to the galaxy. Yeah, the whole universe is just a massive equation.
0: Well, I mean, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Earth was just a computer to solve that question. Yeah, and you know they talk about like the matrices. Yeah, that essentially being a simulation or a big Mm supercomputer.
1: Because and it's this: when we think of a computer, we think of like a chip that performs operations. But you could have a computer that is a planet. Well, before like what we know
0: as a computer existed, a computer was someone that took inputs, took numbers, processed them, and computed an output. Yeah, just a person. Just, just a person. Yeah. 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 So it's like going past what we know as a computer now, as a you know
1: piece of hardware with a CPU. Yeah. Go go up a level. Yeah. A few levels maybe, and you could have a, a computer that combines like the organic operations of organisms with technology or solar systems. Is
0: like a team, like an organization or, you know, a team within an organization, is that is that a computer, computer. in a yeah. sense?
1: Because they're taking inputs yep, and producing like outputs. Performing operations and producing outputs. Yeah, I think that qualifies as a computer. Absolutely. I think everything qualifies as a computer at some in some way. Like even your body, the way your body produ- uh, inputs in, and outputs. Yeah, yeah. Your body takes is that the nutrients? True definition? Are
0: we are we on a tangent? Is a computer? Something I mean, that takes it.
1: Maybe we're being a bit generous.
0: Yeah, it's cool to think. Maybe about a little that. generous. Yeah,
1: but my question is, let's just let's just say the universe is a huge computer performing some sort of calculation or simulation. What does it perceive? What does it... I mean, does it... Do, would it perceive if you could
0: say... That, but would it Would it be perceiving internally or externally? Like, what? what is
1: external Yeah, the universe? Yeah, that's the question. I think one for maybe... A, that could have its own episode. That that whole... The universe computer. Thing. Yeah, the universal computer. We'll put a bookmark on that. So, you had a few other things that you wanted to bring up. Um... Some really good ones. I don't know now. (laughs) No, so dreaming is a good one. Dreaming. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, this comes back to reality being subjective. Mm -hmm. Like, how is someone's dream reality any different to, I I don't even want to say real reality, to their... Their subjective real reality. Yeah. Or just their waking reality. Yeah. If it's just what they are perceiving in their mind, and as we as we we we're, we're assuming the fact, well, let's just assume the fact going forward that you know consciousness, uh, sorry, reality is a product of consciousness, yeah. is a dream a reality then? Because a dream is also yeah product so. of consciousness.
1: Yeah, I would say that your dream state is equally as valid as a reality as your waking state, because they're both just chemical processes happening in the brain. Yeah. And we could be in a dream right now. We could be. We we could be at the. We could be at the end of our life, and our whole life is flashing before it. us. Yeah, yeah. We're re-experiencing it as like a millisecond, and it's all gone.
0: I kind of hope, like you know, I kind of hope that that's more of like a supercut because I don't need to see the parts where you know just <laughs> sitting, on the work. Yeah, sitting on the toilet. Yeah, sitting on toilet. Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that'd be wild though. Imagine if you relived your entire life second by second when you reached the end of your life.
0: But is that is that like infinite recursion? When you finish that life, do you experience it again? Mm-hmm. But you're, you're experiencing it for a
1: smaller fraction
0: and you never approach right, the yeah. limit in yeah, that
1: yeah. case? No, I think it would have to come to an end. Yeah,
0: But it's like, you know, if you... have you, Okay, there's this math joke and it's like a mathem- a mathematician walks into a bar and he orders one beer. Another mathematician walks into the same bar and says, I'll have half a beer. Another mathematician walks in. I'll have half of yeah. what he's having. Uh, yeah. And so, the, the bartender says, heck it, um, I'll just pour two beers. So, the thing is like there's infinite mathematicians walking in. Yeah. But it's, it's always going to converge to two. It'll always equal yeah. two. Yeah. As it approaches like infinity, yep. the, the amount of beers that the bartender is going to pour. Yeah. Is two. Is it gonna be something like that? Is that we have a discrete end to it. We have a discrete like endpoint that, you know, it must stop after two or whatever, like two deaths. But we never get there. But it's
1: still happening infinitely smaller. Hmm. That's weird to think about. I guess you could say yes and no that. <laughs> because on because time and life has to come to an end at some point. Yeah. It can't be infinite, so all that we know of. So, it has to come to an end. Has so, I, convert- I don't think you can have the infinite
0: loop. But I guess, you know, that's that's in the abstract mathematical sense that you have that, mm. you know, um, infinite recursion. But, mm. you know, like, we live in not an abstract world or, you know, <laughs> next
1: episode. <laughs> okay. So, on the note of life coming to an end and consciousness being terminated, essentially, what if you could transfer your consciousness into a computer?
0: Well is that still you like
1: how is consciousness bound to the concept of you so i think when it comes to the individual and consciousness i feel that consciousness is part of like your identity and it's what defines you as an individual because otherwise we're just all the same Mm. like we're all just creatures that operate on instinct and inputs and outputs without actual identity to who we are but then are, are two snails the same from that if the if snails don't have consciousness if, if snails didn't have consciousness yeah they're pretty much the same it's like if you have two chairs side by side and they're indistinguishable from each other and you come into the room have a look yours oh, two chairs you leave the room someone swaps the chairs around you come back in and they're still the same yeah like to to you they're the same chairs yeah just Even huge. though they have actually been swapped. So it's kind of like our consciousness is like a unique identifier to who we are. So I think if you U I D. UID, yeah. Yeah. Um so if you were to transfer your consciousness into a computer, I think it is you. I think it's still you in there.
0: But then what if you can upload your consciousness and now you have a copy, you have your
1: no, organic-based you. consciousness? Yeah. Well, I think... Um, are you a combined consciousness? Or are you one single consciousness? No. Nah, the way I see two? it, um, your consciousness is always changing based on what you're perceiving and thinking. So you feeling. diverge
0: at that point? I think you diverge and you
1: become two versions. So you become... Yeah, you become two, two separate, separate versions. That's pretty crazy to think about. And it's like, which one is the real you? It's like the Star Trek
0: teleporter. You know, it's decomposing you and reconstructing you in a different spot is that still you
1: or is that well I think it's not you on a physical sense I think it is still you in a metaphorical consciousness sense Hmm. because your physical body's it does degrade and it gets swapped out over time. You know, all your cells get replaced. like a week turnaround or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a pretty short time frame. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's definitely not the time frame of a life.
1: Yeah, so your body is replaced, we'll say at least once throughout your whole life. So that's exactly the same as a change of hardware. If
0: your consciousness is existing on a computer or if your consciousness is existing in a new body, it is existing in a new body every six months or something like that yeah yeah or however long you know one week six months exactly. however long that turnaround is so are you still the same person do you, are you yeah the same
1: and person i am your... and like anyone would agree that i'm still the same person yeah but are you just like so i think based on that you could say that transferring yourself into a computer is just a really rapid yeah change of body change of hardware same program running on different hardware
0: damn that's pretty crazy
1: that's cool. Would you do it if you could? If you had the option,
0: it's immortality. But then, then you have the whole questions around like, do you want to be immortal?
1: There was a really good movie with um, um uh? what's his name? Nah, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, and he, he gets transferred into a computer. It was, it was kind of a B grade movie, but it was really good. What what happens? Um, I forget the exact plot, but it, it was it was kind of like a singularity. Situation where he gets transferred into the computer, and he is able to learn from everything on the internet, yeah. and then teaches himself, and he but like within he a matter of becomes days, mega intelligent, and um, I think in the end, he destroys himself.
0: Spoilers. Oh, I feel like if you knew the whole, if you knew everything that had happened
1: in human in humanity, yeah, you would definitely destroy yourself. Um, there was a thing because he was able. To, he mastered like physical matter, mm. and he was able to control matter. I think it was, and so he could like heal people and do all this cool stuff. But I think people were resisting it; they didn't want it. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. But what it's like you thing? get
0: a video game, and you have all the cheat codes. It's no, it's no fun. Is is, is it yeah. the same thing?
1: Like, but that is that just because it's a video game though? Like, if you could do the same thing in real life, do you think is it this was just just a fun? video game? Most likely.
0: I feel like, you know, if. Say you're like born into a super wealthy family and you never have to work. You don't have
1: that value for money and you, you haven't gone through that sense of accomplishment. You haven't, but you can do other things. Like there are so many things yeah, you've got. You know, you can go, you can travel, you can help other people, you can yeah. solve world issues. You know, like Bill Gates has basically got
0: but But he worked, like he he cr- he built his That's true. empire and he has that sense of accomplishment and then he has that
1: like yeah yeah so he's he's got a very um, complete hierarchy of process you know of learning and going Mm. through everything and now he's at the pinnacle or at the peak where he can now do the end game content of solving world issues yeah yeah (laughs) like god mode almost yeah would it be the same if you could skip all of those bottom tiers and just go straight I don't think it'd be as good no definitely not that's my point Like, you wouldn't
0: Feel like you earned it I guess or you wouldn't have that sense of
1: accomplishment and you might not be as good at problem solving and yeah and doing a good job yeah it's pretty interesting hmm cool let's reel it let's reel it back
0: yeah so back to back to consciousness and reality so um, there's this concept that my girlfriend and I like to talk about of manifestation and it's not like the spiritual manifest it's not exactly the spiritual manifestation of just like projecting a thought out into the universe and being like, you know, I want to get this job, I want to get this job, please give me this job. It's how our idea of manifestation works is that you you put your mindset of like, you know, I want to get this job and you start acting or moving towards the behaviors of having that job Mm. and what, what just happened as a thought manifests itself into reality because you're you're putting yourself in the mindset to, you know, study what you should for that job yeah, or apply, yeah. even just applying for that job. And it's like with this podcast, you know, or with anything, it starts as an idea mm-hmm. and it eventually manifests. And that's what manifestation is like. It's yeah, just yeah. turning an idea into reality, but yeah. it's going through putting yourself in that mindset.
1: And it's it's exactly the same process as when motivational speakers talk about having a goal. Mm. You Imagine yourself where you want to be because without that, you're on a wild, random pathway. So, yeah. by manifesting, by choosing a point where you want to be, you can then start taking steps to yeah. get towards it.
0: Yeah. But like, what manifestation is, is it's literally the process of turning something that's within your consciousness
1: into something that's within reality. Yeah. So from that, you could say that manifestation is a real process. Yeah, yeah, completely. That's cool. But what are the other interpretations of manifestation? I think some
0: more spiritual interpretations is that you just you just will it into existence. Okay. Like I guess like ultimate manifestation would be like in that um, example you gave with that Johnny Depp movie. Mm -hmm. Is that he? Sorry, is that he? He's just willing someone to be healed. Uh, is that how it goes? That's pretty like, much, yeah. That's yeah. what happens, yeah. He just wills. Like, he skips those steps. But, you know, like, manifestation, it's like a thought becomes a habit, a habit – oh, sorry, a thought becomes an action, an action becomes a habit, mm-hmm. a habit
1: becomes a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, that's – it's
1: become reality. Yeah. But through that, but process. The spiritual manifestation would be just skipping all of the putting it, just putting it out, getting there. straight to the desired outcome. Or, like, the science fiction manifestation is like, you know, I'm
0: manifesting a pen to appear. I could manifest something a lot more exciting than a pen,
1: <laughs> but it's still cool to be able to just yeah. make it pop out. Yeah, of just nowhere.
0: manifesting a gold pen, yeah, into existence, yeah, yeah, hmm. but you know, when like. If we're in a simulation, you know, you 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 crack the cheat codes to the simulation, and then you can just
1: yeah. It depends how rigorous the the, the simulation engine is. Like, would it allow matter to to appear within the simulation, or does it have a rule to say that matter like can't be created, not destroyed? Just go into debug mode and just just yeah. create matter. Just just add some molecules to the yeah. universe. Yeah,
0: but maybe you know, maybe the
1: the system,
0: like the computer that the simulation runs on, or the universe computer it is it's programmed in such a way that like the resources have to come from somewhere like it's not even like you can't just like go into debug mode and it's like allocate new bits
1: yeah all the bits have already been allocated yeah it's at a hundred percent resource usage all the time yeah Yeah. and so you have to take them from elsewhere and yeah exactly I'm glad I'm glad that
0: was conveyed because I was really struggling to get that one out there that's exactly what I was trying to articulate
1: yeah it makes sense It'd be quite a impressive because if you have a system running at 100% resource usage, it usually doesn't run well because I guess you don't have to have 100% CPU usage. It's just everything's allocated already.
0: Hmm. Yeah, sense. it's just in memory, just just allocated in memory. Mm. So this is kind of like, this is a silly theory I have. So this, this plays along as if like, you know, we are in a simulation and this is how, <laughs> this is how I'd explain ghosts if we were in a simulation. Yeah, I'm ready. So I'm not like I don't completely believe in ghosts but you know it's always fun to entertain these ideas. Yeah. So like like we're saying every bit in the universe computer is allocated to something mm-hmm. and say some of that some of that information is allocated to human consciousness someone's consciousness and in programming when you're finished with a resource resource you free it and it it like you have a pointer, you have an address to that. I already see where this is going. Yeah. You have it. address to that in memory, and then you free it. You say, hey, I don't need what's there anymore. But it's, the computer's not going to waste time clearing that back to zeros. It's just going to leave it there and just say, oh, you know, I can use that when I need to use it. Mm-hmm. So my kind of like paranormal spooky ghost theory is that when someone passes away, it will, you know, destroy some of those pointers, and it will have that like memory on on the heap or as it's called yeah. it'll have like their consciousness still on the heap there it's just the pointer has been removed or yes, yeah.
1: or it's been said that this space is available
0: yeah but it's not been like clobbered it hasn't been overridden yeah. and then how you could explain ghosts is that there might be a dangling pointer so that's something where it's pointing to freed memory a bug in the simulation yeah and then that's causing like their consciousness i don't want to say manifest but like to render into the simulation it's getting called somewhere in in the render function and it's like you know they still have this pointer to that memory address and it's saying like yeah or it could even be like a partial rendering yeah that's exactly it so like some of the memory has been reused for something else yeah but there's still enough that manifests like a renders or like produces yeah, an yeah. attribute of their personality or their
1: consciousness yep. into the living world and that would explain why a lot of the time ghosts are expo- like are perceived as being stuck in a certain area or yeah. like you say just a partial rendering because maybe part of it's been overwritten and the bit that's left is just them stuck in a loop like yeah. being, doing their off like walking to get coffee in the office yeah. or doing their morning walk along a particular road it's like that's all that's left of yeah. their function or of their um memory or data yeah, structure yeah. yeah damn dude so glitching the matrix that's, that's
0: called the simulation ghost theory i love it you'll see it one? is that, is in that, that a new one yeah well i've is I that original have, that's a that's OC yeah damn I haven't I haven't seen that mentioned anywhere I don't have <laughs> I don't know if it's just like silly it's already in like happened here twenty, here from, 20 different papers yeah
1: maybe yeah there's like a whole book
0: a yeah. book series written about it and we're like no nah, it happened here well if there isn't a book there will be that's the next endeavor after the podcast that's a really cool idea
1: I like it and that's probably the best te- like um, real world explanation as real as a simulation can get yeah real world explanation of paranormal.
0: Well, I I think it's fun as well that if you, you know, sometimes like in mathematics, you can just be like, assuming that this is this, you just be like, it doesn't actually have to be, but just assume it is. And then let's like, let's indulge and go forward. It's like, you know, assuming we are in a simulation, let's go forward and see if we can explain these theories with this given X equals whatever, or given
1: we are in a simulation. Do you find that simulation theory explains our existence better than a spiritual theory of like a divine I mean if we are in a simulator that would mean there is like a divine creator which is the architects of the simulation but do you think a simulation is more probable than some sort of natural spiritual creator they're the same like you said I think they're the same thing
0: There's there's no way to discern the two and they are the same.
1: Yeah, I agree. God's yeah. a programmer. You heard it. Third. God's Third one for this one. God's a group of three university <laughs> students that have like, worked on a simulation for their yeah. final project.
0: They could just be trying to solve for the most like basic task. Yeah. It's like they end
1: up having to create consciousness for 8 billion entities. Well, maybe they're not even aware that what they've created has got these conscious creatures inside and we're literally just the product of some unknown algorithm.
0: They're just trying to do like you know just solve like n equals np do you know this like famous problem and nah uh, so it's like i don't want to i don't want to mess it up but it's like you have algorithms that are um like uh, do, do you know like big o notation and stuff like that it's like a little bit algorithms that can be solved in like polynomial p equals np Sorry, I said N equals NP, P equals NP. So, it's polynomial versus equals non-polynomial. So, it's like any algorithms that can be solved in polynomial time, can they also be solved in non-polynomial time, which would be a lot faster. Mm. And it's... Yeah, we would have to do like a proper deep dive because I, I, I can't like articulate it properly without sure. having like done we'll, a We'll bookmark on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why was I mentioning that? <laughs> um... Oh, that's the whole point of the simulation is just to solve that. I'm pretty sure that's a, uh, I think it's called a millennial question, mm. a millennium question or something like that. These, these like seven famous math problems that if you solve one, you get a million dollars. Oh, really? We'll, t- we'll, we'll do a proper, we'll do some proper research and we'll, we'll dive back into that one next episode. Cool. Cause I yeah. just don't want to fumble with like a million dollar question. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah. So maybe these like, Alien computer scientists, these teenagers at college, are just trying to solve one of these, you know, big questions. Also, that's a whole that's a whole nother topic. Is like, you know, is math
1: universal? Are they gonna? Would they have the same mathematical rules Mm. and whatnot? Mm. Because math is universal from our perspective, but that's limited to our frame of reference. And it's like, if you go outside of our frame of reference. Yeah, are there a different set of mathematical rules that they follow? Yeah. Whole abstract new world.
0: I reckon so I reckon we do NP, P equals NP, yeah. and like, you know, different interpretations of math. We'll do some research and we'll pop that in the next episode. Yep. I reckon. So I think we'll
1: wrap up. That'll be a for cool today. title. Well, there's one more thing that you had here which I really wanted to get okay. to which was the Iran emails and training AI. Oh. Do we want to save
0: that? We'll, we'll save that one. I think we'll Kay. definitely, this is like a super interesting topic. This is something I love talking about. Cool. I think we'll definitely save that one for its whole, I think we can do like a deep dive into consciousness and AI. So I think this this episode kind of looked at it a, a bit more high level. Yep. And we can deep Branch dive up. into those ones. Yeah, cool. Sounds yeah. good.
1: All right. Well, I guess that was episode three. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. Watching. And we've also got the Twitter is up now. Um, you guys can send in messages, send us your love. You can send us questions, topic ideas. It's at TV on Twitter. We'll pop it down in the description. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: See you later.